Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and today I'm joined by Justin. Justin, how are my man? Good, buddy. Excited for this one. This is going to be a this be a fun pod. Yeah, this is a few uh, weeks in the making here, but we finally have time to record this one. Breaking news got in the way, but today uh, Justin and I will be doing a first round NFL mock draft. Excited for this one as well. If you haven't realized at this point, I have a NFL mock draft 1.0 up on the website, weknowfantasy.com. Visit that. You can also check out our fantasy sports content, fantasy basketball, baseball, basketball, football, golf, NASCAR, everything on there you can think of. We have it on there. Um, before hopping into things, Justin, where people find you on social media? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. All right. And as always, my name is Nate. We know fantasy. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Like I said, we're doing a mock draft first round here. Not uh, fantasy football related. This is just straight up. You know, 32 team or 32 picks, excuse me. Some teams don't have a first round, but 32 picks here. Uh, we're going to go as Justin gets the odd picks because his Chargers fall on odd picks. And I'll do the evens as my 49ers fall on the evens. Beyond that, I think that's all to explain here. So let's hop into things. Uh, I guess you can the easiest pick of the night here, Justin. <laughs> who has the uh, who is your one on one here as the Jaguars? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So kicking it off with what they think is going to be a generational talent at the quarterback position with Trevor Lawrence. Um, he's getting a lot of comps, you know, to to you know Andrew Luck. Those guys coming out of college, so it'll be exciting to see what he does in Jacksonville. Yeah, nothing else to add here. This is exactly what's going to happen. Trevor Lawrence will be the first overall pick, no doubt about that. So let's move forward to the New York Jets here at the 102. Of course, we if the team holds on to Sam Darnold, which doesn't seem to be what's happening, they have to go quarterback here. I'm going Zach Wilson. I think he's the second-best quarterback in this draft. Justin Fields made a argument for that in his run for the, champion, or the uh, NCAA championship, but Zach Wilson is a complete player. Uh, rushing upside, throwing the football, does it all. I just think he's a better quarterback than uh, than Fields, in my opinion. Hey, he's he's getting some some top end, obviously comps to Sir Patrick Mahomes type arm talent. So if if you're taking a chance on that, there's no one no one better. I'm going in here at three with the Miami Dolphins. I I actually think they trade this pick, but since we're doing straight picks here. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase and have them take the top wide receiver on the board, give Tua another uh, another target to really go after in this offense. I'll have Devontae Parker and Jamar Chase on the outside. Preston Williams has kind of been there but been injured, so I think this would be a good pick for them. Yeah, it's easy, to, in my opinion, to, to deem Jamar Chase the best wide receiver in this draft. You know, the likes of Smith makes an argument because the high has been run, but Jamar Chase is a, is a exceptional talent, and – we saw what Justin, Jeff- Je- Justin Jefferson did a year ago, and I think he's better than Justin Jefferson. So rolling here to the fifth pick, rolling right along Atlanta Falcons. I think they're going to move on from Matt Ryan and take a, a Justin Fields here. Third best quarterback in this draft. I think the one, two, three quarterbacks are above the rest. So I think if they're going to reset their franchise, Justin Fields is their guy. And I've made this call several times. And I think Matt Ryan will be the 49ers quarterback next year. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard you say that before, so I'm really interested in when that trigger might get pulled. But, I mean, Fields is a hometown guy for Atlanta, so I think this makes some this will excite some fans, and he's got he's got a lot of talent. So I think he's getting picked apart on some of these draft boards and kind of a, a little bit of a Justin Herbert-type situation. Maybe he turns into a, to a diamond in the rough. Well, not diamond in the rough, but, you know, top five pick. All right, I'm going to go here at number five with Cincinnati Bengals, and I think everybody has mocked this guy to them, and that's going to be Penesul. They're going to protect Joe burrow with the offensive tackle here and he's the best one on the board yeah this is uh probably the most outside of trevor lawrence this is the most common theme you'll see in mock drafts across the internet 
Uh, Sewell is far and away the best offensive tackle, offensive line uh, prospect in this draft, and the Bengals need something to uh, sure that up for Joe Burrow as he's coming off injury there in the turkey season. Move on to pick number six, Philadelphia Eagles. A lot of different directions here. In my mock draft, I believe they go offensive tackle, so I'm going to go that way as well. Um, Sewell's off the board, so Rashawn Slater. I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. He is a top-tier offensive tackle talent. This Eagles team is losing their their franchise corner there or franchise staple at the end of the offensive line and Justin Peters. They needed something. They I think it was a combined 63 sacks last year for both Hurts and Wentz. Can't have success with their quarterback being that rushed that much. So I think it's a, an offensive tackle would be a great pick here for the Eagles. Interesting. I haven't seen that one yet. So I think that's a spicy pick there and something that does help that help that football team. All right. I'm going with the Detroit Lions here at number seven. And I'm going to go to the wide receiver room again. I do think that they franchise tag Kenny Galladay, which opens them up to bring in Jalen Waddle at pick number seven and give them some high end speed with that offense. Give a guy that that Jared Goff can get the ball out of his hands quick. Let the guy create after the play. Um, somebody that runs after the catch very well. I expect Jalen Waddle to have some good success in the NFL. So going there with number seven. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Waddle. I think he is a superior talent to this, to Devontae Smith. Yeah, would love to see Galladay and Waddle operate together because that would be deadly, especially uh, you know with that trade to move Stafford out and bring Goff in. They need to get some weapons around him, and, and adding Waddle to the, to the likes of that uh, receiving core would be uh, deadly in my opinion. Yeah, that Pick. offense would be crazy. Galladay, Waddle, Swift, and Hawkinson. I mean, it'd be setting it up with, with some with some firepower. Yeah, kind of like uh, what golf had in Los Angeles, to be honest. Right. <laughs> with, with a lot of talent there, but we'll see what he can do in Detroit. Uh, let's see. Pick number eight, Carolina Panthers. This is another guy that we see mocked there often. Trey Lance, quarterback here. We're not sure what uh, Teddy Bridgewater is going to do this season. I don't think he comes back. This team needs to find that next guy instead of kind of stream it. I know this is a guy or a, a destination for Deshaun Watson possibility with the CMC plus picks could happen here. But if that doesn't uh, come to fruition, Trey Lance, the North Dakota State product, could be the next uh, guy in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, if Carolina can stay can stay put at number eight and get Trey Lance if they don't get Deshaun Watson, I think this is a steal for them. He is a, a developmental guy that I think is going to take at least a year to get to get ready for the NFL game. So maybe Teddy just becomes that bridge and, and Trey Lance takes over after that. But this would be a steal for Carolina to stay at eight and still get a quarterback. One of the no top doubt. guys. No doubt. So at number nine with Denver, everybody's – Everybody's mocking them a cornerback. I don't like anybody else at this spot better to go against that. So I'm going to take the the high-end defender, the best pass defender in this draft, and that's Caleb Farley from Virginia Tech. Uh, sat out last year, so they're kind of going off of one major year, but he kind of has more, more ball skills than Sertan at this point. So I think Caleb Farley is a better pick for that defense with Fangio. Man, I love Farley. I think he's a superior talent here. And obviously the, the the best corner in this in this uh, draft. I have a thing against Alabama corner, so uh, Sertain really isn't the guy for me. Uh, but yeah, love love Caleb Fairley. Move here to the Cowboys at ten. A lot of weaknesses. Definitely have to go defense. Cornerback could be the thing. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the counterpart of Fairley and go Sertain here. Patrick Sertain, Alabama cornerback. We we talked about him here briefly. You know. Same measurables as Fairley, everything to go with it. But this this Cowboys defense needs to do something to tighten itself up. 
especially if they bring Dak back on a, on a major contract. They got to find some cheap options to fix his defense, and and Sertain would definitely do that. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I think that's a good pick at, at, at where the board is now. You can see offensive tackle, but it's a little more depth play for them if they went tackle. So I think cornerbacks a better play. Bring in somebody to play opposite of Diggs. All right, New York Giants at pick number eleven, and I think this is this is probably going to be a steal of the draft for them because they'll be able to get rid of Ing- let Ingram walk, not pay him big money, and take Kyle Pitts as the best tight end, potentially the best pass catcher in this draft. I think he is comparable. He is he has a um, argument with Jamar Chase on who's the top pass catcher here. So Kyle Pitts at number eleven to the Giants. All right, yeah, that's a that's a common trend here, and in, in, in mocks, I see a lot of of pits here to the Giants. So there's that. I move here to pick twelve. The 49ers, the reason why I have odd team or odd numbers, you know, they really need cornerback uh, help. But you know, Farley certain off the board. Do I reach for a horn or uh, or someone in that realm? I'm not sure. You know, could go either when they need a quarterback, but I think it's going to be an edge rusher. Uh, Gregory Russell of Miami is the top defensive end at this point, but I don't think Patrick Jones of Pittsburgh is too far behind, but getting an edge rusher here, especially on a cheap, cheap, uh, deal. We, we saw, uh, Bosa done with injury and there's a lot of speculation. He could, if the 49ers are to bring in, say a, uh, a Deshaun Watson, Bosa would be part of that deal. So if that happens, they need to find a replacement that is cheap. And, uh, you know, Gregory is that guy. Yeah, he's one of those players that I think is probably one of your top athletes from an end position. Him and Jalen Phillips were just monsters at, at Miami. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're guys that have small – Small tape because they, you know, they kind of showed out for one year, but guys that have huge upside and what you're looking for if you're taking a shot here. So I think in that 49ers defense, that'd be great. All right. And yeah, that guy six foot seven as well. He's got monster length, monster arms for that position. For sure. And now at 13, so so the Chargers, my Chargers are going to be pretty boring this year in a draft. And I say boring because we're stacking up things that really help this team. And it's going to be offensive line. At 13 with with Slater and Pene Sewell off the board, I'm going to go with Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. So a lot of people are, are, are really liking his film. He has the ability to play it, to kick inside and play guard if he needed to, but he also has the talent to play tackle. So I think he gives them a really interchangeable piece on the offensive line to move around. Yeah, I love that pick there. There's no doubt about it. The Chargers need to go off to the line in this draft, in my opinion. So move here. What are we on? Pick 14 already. We're cruising right through this mock draft. We have the Minnesota Vikings before us. Some needs across the board, but I think there's there is a need and a great value on the board. That's Quiddy Pay, Michigan defensive tackle. This guy does not get the respect that he deserves. He is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, can play the end as well. Not the height you would prefer for an end, but he is a monster in the inside. A great athlete. I believe when he came out, he was the top prospect in his entire class. Uh, if that is, that quote is correct, but I believe that is an actual statement. Uh, but yeah, Vikings needs some interior defensive line help and, you know, no one better than this draft than pay. No, I mean, if, if Greg Rousseau is the lightning, Quiddy pay is the thunder in, in this kind of draft class. He's that big power guy. He's kind of in a mold like Daniel Hunter. So somebody that you can match up with on that, on that Minnesota Vikings line to really wreak havoc in the NFC North. 
So I'm going with pick 15, the New England Patriots. And the board doesn't match up too well for them, but I think at this place where they can grab this guy, it's going to be a steal for somebody like Bill Belichick. And that's taking Michael Parsons at linebacker at 15. This is a guy at linebacker who they are projecting to run in the four fours of, of a 40 yard dash. So he's a guy that you can, that can play coverage that can come downhill. Um, he's going to do it. He's going to be a Swiss army knife in that defense. Yeah. We haven't seen a pure middle linebacker prospect as good as Parsons in some time. And if the Patriots are land this guy at pick 15, that is an absolute steal. He's a top five, top 10 talent. He didn't play in 2019. So it takes a little bit of his, or 2020, excuse me, it takes some of his value away there. Cause we don't have 2020 tape on that, but Parsons at, at 15 would be a steal when we, we would hit the Patriots to, uh, to get that type <laughs> of player there. All right, move on. Pick 16, the Arizona Cardinals. A lot of directions here, but they need to get some help on, on, on offense. Wide receiver in position, just fine. Quarterback, of course, just fine. So get themselves a running back. Get a cheap guy who can ball out for them. Travis Etienne, Clemson guy. My favorite running back in this draft for a lot of reasons. Elusive. Um, slippery, you know, stops on a dime and moves. There's no one else in this draft. You know, Najee Harris is is a uh, could be the one B to the one A, but I think, in my opinion, Etienne is the A, and then uh, uh, Harris will be the B. Yeah, I mean, comps of of Kamara coming out right now with Travis Etienne. He caught the ball really well. He kind of got hit with with his ability to run between the tackles last year. He had run fine between the tackles before that. I think he's going to show well at his pro day. And and whoever lands this guy, he's going to be a, a player in the NFL and for fantasy. So keep an eye on him, especially in systems. All right, 17. Yeah, this, could, buy, this could be, though, the one-on-one in, in dynasty drafts. Yeah, he's, he's got some talent for sure, especially PPR. The Raiders at 17, so they have to upgrade their pass rush. So I think at this point, I'm taking the upside of Jalen Phillips, and I'm going to draft him here for the Las Vegas Raiders. Just give them a very highly athletic talent that can get after the quarterback, and and they're going to have to do that in the AFC West. Yeah, the Raiders' defensive line is pretty much non-existent. They have to find someone to help that line. Uh, you know, Crosby has some talent, but beyond that, there isn't much happening for him. So grabbing a guy like that would be would be great for them. Pick eighteen, Miami Dolphins. You have them. You have them pick three, take a wide receiver. So we'll have to go a different direction here. So let's go. Let's go offensive tackle Christian Darisol, Virginia Tech guy. Uh, very talented offensive tackle, six foot five, three fourteen. Measures with the best of them. You know, Seawall, of course, is that is that far and away six foot six, three thirty type of guy. But Darisol is a bit. He's a bit underrated, in my opinion, even though he is currently on CBS, the uh, prospect 14. So the Dolphins really could use a guy to uh, banged up that uh, right or the left-handed quarterback really need to focus on that right tackle position. And, and you know, Darisol is a perfect right tackle, in my opinion, to really protect the Tua moving forward. Yeah, he's a road grader. He's a guy that plays really well on the second level, too. So as Miami tries to balance that offense and run the ball some, he'll be a guy that can really get out there and make and, and make some hay. So good pick there. At 19 with the Washington football team, huh, this board sets up a little interesting here because Darisaw's off. That was one I was looking at. I'm not sure they go wide receiver in the first round. Cornerback, J.C. Horn, I don't think so. I think their defense is pretty sound. You know, I'm going to take the quarterback of the future and go Mac Jones here. Uh, He is jumping up boards. I'm not completely sold on him personally, but I think he is going to be a first-round guy just because – 
quarterback talent stock is what happens every year. So Mac Jones at 19 to the Washington football team. All right. Makes a lot of sense there. That's a lot of a mocks going there. Mac Jones in that range. But like you said, he's climbing up draft boards. And don't be surprised if he ends up being a top 10 uh, draft pick by the time this happens. But yeah, Washington football team really needs to find their quarterback in the future. And it could be Mac Jones. And, so, and you know, one, I, you know, I, I picked that, not to cut you off there, Nate, but I really picked yeah, that too fine. for the Washington football team. And I was listening to a guy not too long ago, and it made a really good point. With that defense that Washington has right now that they can keep together, they just need someone who can put a few points on the board and keep the game in hand. So I think Mac Jones is a perfect uh, talent for, for that, and you can probably fill, fill in some of their gaps on the offense skill players with later round picks. Yeah, this Washington defense is so underrated. They have so such great talent across the board. Every position they have someone in. Uh, it, it, like you said, if this offense can get clicking, this is a dangerous football team in my opinion. So let's see, 20 here for the uh, Chicago Bears. Quarterback they need, but you got one off the board there. Not sure what to do with that. Maybe Trubisky will be back. We're not sure. With the tackle, not really sure there's someone there. So I think they go wide receiver. I don't think Allen Robinson would return unless they franchise tag him and then uh, maybe trade him because he's disgruntled. There's, I mean, I would be too if I was a talent of Allen Robinson playing <laughs> playing in Chicago with the quarterbacks they're offering. So I'm gonna go Rondell Moore. I really love this guy. This isn't an Allen Robinson type. If you were looking for Allen Robinson type, you would go more of a Bateman. But Moore is, you know, your your Tyreek Hill, your Marquise Brown, those type of players. Very quick, very elusive. Get the ball in his hands any way possible. Rushing, you know, screens. We'll make big plays. Rondell Moore. He's the type of pretty much wide receiver of the future that we've seen across the NFL here in, in the past few seasons. So I think he would be a great fit here for, you know, a Chicago bears offense with a limited quarterback play who can get the ball, you know, quick out of his hands. Like you said, screen flint or slant, excuse me, anything like that will, uh, to get him going down the field. Yeah. I mean, I can't really argue with the pick here, maybe a little bit early if I thought just from my, my perspective with Rondell Moore, but I mean, he's that guy that catches everything. He's only a PPR monster in the NFL. Um, he did it at the college level. He kind of matches up pretty well with the bears. So I like the pick here uh, with, with Mooney already on the outside. If they do happen to franchise tag Robinson, it gives you another weapon that you can get the ball out of your hands quick, as you said. So I like it. So with the Indianapolis Colts, I'm going to take, I guess, the player here left over um, at a top need, and that's cornerback. And I'm going to go Horn here, J.C. Horn from South Carolina. I think that's a good spot for them for to kind of shore up a little bit on this defense. And the only reason I'm not going offensive tackle to replace Costanzo is because they have so much room in that salary cap that they may be able to bring a guy in from free agency. So they get a young cornerback to put with that defense and bring in a, a veteran guy to protect their investment in Carson Wentz. Man, I love Horn. He's long. He's lengthy. He has NFL bloodline in him. You know, his, his dad was a was a former wide receiver of the NFL. I just love this pick, and I think he's underrated. I think he's going to be a first-round talent uh, for sure. So I have the Titans here at 22. I talked to this guy earlier. Let's go Patrick Jones out of Pittsburgh. He's six foot five, two sixty, athletic as all can all get out. Pretty raw though at, at this point of his of his you know development into the NFL. Uh, played there at Pittsburgh, of course. I I, I believe he can be a top tier talent. It's going to take some coaching to get there, and you know what better way to coach than being plugged in right away? And this Titans defensive line is rather poor. They don't get to the quarterback much, and having an athlete—that's what Patrick Jones is—an athlete off the edge would be a great step forward for this franchise. Yeah, I mean, defensive lineman from Pittsburgh—is he going to be 
Uh, is he going to be Aaron Donald? I feel like everybody's got to got to try and match up to that when they're coming out of Pittsburgh as a defense. I don't think there'll ever be another Aaron Donald ever. <laughs> no, I don't. I, th- I think it's a good. I think it's a good pick here. I think the Titans need to go on that defensive line and really get after some pressure. They were one of the worst teams in quarterback pressure in the NFL last year. All right, second pick for the Jets here at twenty three. What did we? We went quarterback with them, Zach Wilson. So I'm actually going to go Najee Harris here. I think if they go running back, get another okay. piece on that offense, just give some more talent to what's our coach? God, I love the guy, and I can't come from come from San Fran. Mama blanking on that name, Robert Sala. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go Najee Harris here. Um, give them some help on that that offensive line. Obviously, if you're going to bring in a rookie and and really go that direction, you're going to need some help. Take the pressure off of them. I don't think that P. Ryan, uh, Omaje P. Ryan is going to be that. So Najee Harris just gives you another weapon on that offensive uh, in that offensive unit. Yeah, we talked about Salah coming over. He's a defensive guy. Led those great 49ers defenses the last few seasons. A very energetic guy. He may be focusing on getting some offensive pieces in that on his team because, like I said, he's not an offensive guy. So, a Najee Harris to go with his quarterback of the future we picked early in this draft, and you know, maybe a wide receiver in the second round plus Jameson Crowder and whatnot would, would really give him a step forward. So, I can see this happening, uh, especially here late in the first round after with their second first round pick. So, Pittsburgh Steelers here, I don't think they can go any way but offensive line. You know, if Big Ben is. Is to be back. If not, um, they traded for Dwayne uh, Haskins there. Not sure, you know, what route they are to go, but I think an offensive line here, offensive tackle specifically. I think the best option here is Samuel Cosby of Texas. You know, Trey Smith, he can play tackle, but he's more of a guard. And I'm a big Jalen Mayfield fan, but something about Cosby really gets me excited. I was high on him last year, but he decided to go back to college. So, you know, the big guy here, big guy, six foot seven, I believe he is, out of, uh, you know, six foot seven, three oh nine athletic, you know, a little slimmer than some of these guys. You know, Trey Smith is, is a guard at six foot six, three thirty, but Cosby's an athlete at Texas, shown that he can uh, really pr- protect for his quarterback. The Tex or the Steelers really need to do something here if they're gonna get the the best out of Big Ben's last season or two. No, I love the pick here. More than likely they're losing Villanueva, older guy. Let let him walk. They don't have a whole lot of cap space, can create some room. Samuel Cosme is somebody you can build with. He's a huge guy. You said everything there, so great pick. Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, they took Trevor Lawrence with 101. I am going to – what do we want to do here? Let's yeah, see. These, these double-up first-round picks are hard to do. <laughs> I'm thinking they potentially go offensive tackle here. I actually, like in a couple mocks I've done, I've, I put a running back with them here, but I don't think anybody, I, I wouldn't take another running back in the in the first round uh, of the ones available on the board. Let's see who I'd be looking at. I think they could go Alex Leatherwood here, big guy from Alabama, got some pedigree from the Ooh, SEC. Yeah. So um, I think it just, you bring in an investment like like Trevor Lawrence, you want to protect him. So we'll, we'll get a road grader in like Alex Leatherwood. Yeah, he's a proven guy, a guy who's done it all at the college level. We'll see if he can translate here into the NFL. Moving on, let's see, 26, Cleveland Browns. This is an interesting pick. Not sure what they do, you know, if Odo Beckham is to be traded as speculation is. Wide receiver would be a need, you know, edge presence is a need, but at this point in the draft, is really an edge presence worth taking after uh, Rousseau and Jones? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe you know, Rousseau's teammate there in Miami, but 
maybe still a bit too early for him. So I think I'm going to go defensive defensive tackle, you know, between interior defensive uh, line and go go Christian Batemore, the Alabama big guy, six foot five, three ten. He, he is a specimen of a human being. Football player <laughs> does it all. He is a huge guy. Really plugs up the middle. Will draw double teams and you know. Uh, allow the edge rushers to really get around here. And the Browns, you know, the Browns outperformed at what people thought they would last year, especially after their start last year. No doubt about that. So sure. If the defensive line and, you know, really getting the next step forward. Yeah. I, I like this pick right here, actually. I mean, Barmore kind of gets, gets knocked on a little bit for effort, but when you see him put effort, I mean, he's just got so much talent. And when you're starting to get a check to do it, I, I expect this guy to put it together and he's huge. So love the pick here. All right, for the Baltimore Ravens here at pick, what is 27? I'm going to go wide receiver here because I don't know if they get one in free agency. They've got to get someone in. And I'm going to go Kadarius Toney from Florida. Um, I think this guy is really, really good. Um, Somebody that's crept up boards and somebody that can give them – a receiver who, I mean, he, he kind of got knocked in the senior bowl for some drops. He wasn't a drop, a, a guy that had a whole lot of drops at Florida. So, you know, I think he's going to be a possession style, somebody that can complement Hollywood Brown and really start to open up this passing offense for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they need to do something outside of Brown because it's Brown Andrews and then what? Nothing. Uh, so get another guy here where, you know, Ravens get the ball to get the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hand quick. Love the pick there. Uh, interesting. You know, I don't think I've seen him in the first round in many mock drafts. So I like that pick there a lot. And, you know, he gets a little overshadowed because of what Pitts did in, in Florida. So, uh, yeah, interesting pick there. Saints 28. Oh man. We're getting to the part where it's kind of hard to pick players here. We've gone through, you know, the locks and the first round talents where you assume to be there. Now we're digging down deep here. I think <laughs> the Saints go, go cornerback. I like that a lot here to go opposite Lattimore. They really haven't found that guy to really compliment him well and, and lock down the other side. Asante Samuel, I'm a big fan of, but he he's kind of small for the position. Five foot ten, not really liking that. You know, a, a guy I do like though is Tyson Campbell out of Georgia. He's kind of slipping down boards right now, but I don't think I don't expect that to last long. I think he'll start rising. Six foot two, long, lengthy for the position, fast. He doesn't get knocked out uh, out of his out of his coverage. Very, uh, very great coverage guy on the outside can run with the best of them. And I think he ends up being a first round talent, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, Tyson Campbell's a guy that also can, can defend the run. So, I mean, he's one of those guys that, for, that in the NFL cornerback uh, you really need, cause you need somebody that is willing to stick their nose in and they can't just cover all the time. So I think this is a good pick here and gives them something with, which obviously they've got to bring talent in because they're extremely over the cap. All right, so with the Green Bay Packers, I think this is a no-brainer if this board were to fall to them, and that's to go Rashad Bateman here. Um, give Aaron I mean, Rodgers as another the weapon. Is it really no-brainer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. You got a guy from Minnesota, so he's used to that cold weather up there. So, uh, not a whole lot you can say. I think Bateman's the best route runner probably in this draft. Um, so a guy that you can really build on. Yeah, Bateman was uh, played second fiddle last there to. Uh, last year to Williams, who of course just won a Super Bowl down in Tampa Bay. But you know, what's more impressive about him. He had a great season last year as a number two, but he stepped up this year as a number one, too. He's done it as a number two, number one, he's done it all in Minnesota and, you know, not seen a hometown guy, but you know, same weather, same playing style up there in uh, 
Minnesota to Green Bay. Love that pick a lot. And, you know, if the Packers are to do anything right this draft, it would be to get Aaron Rodgers a weapon for one or two last runs. <laughs> Agreed. All right. Buffalo Bills. I think this is pretty easy myself. Xavion Collins, Tulsa linebacker, you know, kind of a, uh, a mid-major type of player, so he isn't really known, but he is an absolute monster. Six foot four, two sixty, four five speed, sideline to sideline, plays the pass, plays the rush, does it all. You know, he gets a little overshadowed because Micah Parsons is such a superior talent. There's no doubt about that, but Collins is a nice, uh, you know, our linebacker off, off the board in this draft, especially with the superior talent of Parsons uh, overshadowing him. Yeah, no, I, I think this is a really good pick here, really athletic linebacker, especially if they lose Matt Milano. So Zayvon Collins, is nothing really can be said to that. All right, Kansas City Chiefs at pick 31. So I'm going to pick going off of them not re-signing Sammy Watkins. So I'm going to make I'm going to preface my statement with that. And I'm actually going to go with I just had him on my paper. I got to find it. I'm going to go with Terrace Marshall out of LSU. Um, this is a guy who has a big time catch radius, can get separation, um, really stepped up on draft boards, especially this past year with Jamar Chase off, you know, off that team, and and he really showed out. So I think this is the type guy that Andy Reid and that offense love to bring in because they're just going to throw the ball up and down the field and just score, outscore you. Yeah, grab another guy that uh, Hardman experiment, experiment really didn't go as planned. Really need to get a running mate for Tyreek Hill and, of course, uh, Travis Kelsey there. But, yeah, grabbing another guy here would be very dangerous for the Chiefs. You know, this team's going to be relevant for the next 15 years with with uh, Patrick Mahomes throwing the football. So, might as well give him another weapon because – you know, defense doesn't matter if you just score every time you have the football. Under your hands. I mean, they probably go offensive. They probably go offensive line after what happened in the Super Bowl, and that offensive line is, you know, obviously they were hurt and they may lose a couple guys. But I, I, the spicier pick here would be let's put another weapon there. Yeah, might as well for the uh, for the pick. <laughs> so final pick here, pick thirty-two, Super Bowl champions. Of course, Tom Brady was a quarterback. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going edge presence here. Might as well get to the Chiefs' backfield some more. Let's go, Crip. Chris Rumpf the second out of Duke. Like he's not really a known guy, but six foot four. Love the length out of this guy. Honestly, between him and a, and a, a Bashman of Wake Forest, I really like those two guys at this point. But you know, tail end of the draft, get yourself some defensive line depth, especially with you know the return of Tom Brady. The offense of the offense is locked in. There's going to be no changes there. The defense is superior, but get some depth on the defensive line. There's no uh, shame in doing so. Man, I don't know if you're like trying to like butter me up or something here. I mean, I'm a huge Duke fan. Obviously, that doesn't bode too well in football season. But you know, if Chris Rump could jump into the first round, I would be so that 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 young man has been huge for the team. I've got season tickets. I've I've watched him play for the last two years. Very high motor defensive end. I, well, obviously, last year with COVID, it was a little difficult, but very high mo- high motor defensive end, very smart, intelligent player, um, can really be a team leader on that defensive line. So, I, you know, I think he provides really good depth. I don't know that he goes in the first round, but I like the pick here, and I think it could really work out. And obviously, for selfish recruiting reasons, it'd be I'd love to see a first-round pick at Duke. Yeah, that'd be great for you. I had no clue you were that big of a Duke fan. I know you lived down that way, but yeah, for sure. But outside of Rousseau, the other top four or five defensive end talents are seniors outside of Rump, who's a junior. So uh, that that has to prove something there as well, that he's coming out a year before and is still ranked in the top three or four in this draft uh, respective position. So 
that's it, guys. One through 32. And, you know, Justin, I will be back later this season or this offseason, excuse me, to bring you some more variations of this mock draft. Maybe we'll add another partner of our We Know Fantasy podcast network in here, uh, a contributor to add a different perspective. We'll maybe introduce some trades. And, of course, this is this draft order will not be the same when it comes to draft day. This will change <laughs> on its own for the NFL without us having to make projections and do the trades ourselves, of course. But yeah, that'll happen for sure. So there'll be different variations of this throughout the season. So make sure you check back for that. But you know, if you guys listen to this podcast at this point, hit us up on Twitter uh, or Instagram, Facebook, let us know what you think. Who do you think your favorite team is going to draft? You like the, you like the, uh, the player we pick for that, for your respective team. Let us know. It's always fun to, uh, you know, talk NFL mock drafts. It's one of my favorite things. It's my favorite events of the year. And I just love mock drafts. Justin does too. So this is a great oh, yeah. podcast and content <laughs> for you guys. So love, can't wait for the process to, uh, you know, expand. You know, this is gonna be a little bit different of a of an off season and and, and processes we're used to. Uh, I know the NFL Combine won't be the same as it was. So gonna be a little bit harder here this off season to really pinpoint the guys, but. You know, it's still it's still a fun time for all. So yeah, off- and, and just to, to to add into that, if I can, Nate, like yeah, it, it's it's going to be really interesting. You know, franchise tag window is open right now, but I think over the next month, when free agency starts in March, you're going to see an off season this year in the NFL almost rival to to what the NBA off season is. Not necessarily from a trade perspective, but just from overall talent changing teams and and you know cap cuts and things like that you know they they've raised the floor up to 185 they think 185 million for the salary cap this coming year we'll see it, there's going to be a lot of movement it's going to be fun yeah you said right there there's a lot of teams over the cap facing some harsh uh you know penalties if they don't get under so there's going to be some great talent hit the FA market and there's some teams on the rise you know the Jaguars the Bengals things teams like that who are about to get a franchise staple quarterback who can really help them propel them in the future and, you know, find these guys who will be at a discount because they're cut and there aren't many teams with uh, draft capital or not draft capital, uh, free agent capital to really sign these guys. So before we sign off here, Justin, where people find you on social media? Again, you can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets 25. All right. And remember, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. We found on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Visit our website, weknowfantasy.com, for any fantasy sport you can think of. Like I said, we have everything from football to NASCAR, from golf to basketball, anything and everything. We have some content on there for you guys, so visit that as well. And, you know, until next week on the We Know Fantasy Podcast Network, we'll see you.